Well, the college football season cannot wait. Uh, is right around the corner. Big 12 season getting underway in a couple of weeks. Wow, can't believe it's here. Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you find us. Uh, happy to welcome on and say hello to our buddy Jarrett Johnson, publisher of Inside the Red Raiders and uh, also does radio out in Lubbock as tuned into what's happening as anybody is uh, when it comes to Texas Tech, especially on the football side which is where this conversation is going. Jarrett, great to have you here. Thanks for joining the show as always. Uh, let's start off with the quarterback battle. Uh, what are we looking at right now in Lubbock with that, what appears to be a three-way race, unless you think it's down to really two? Hey, Pete, thanks for having me on the show, first off. And, uh, yeah, there is a lot of excitement. There's more excitement, uh, you know, of course, around the country, but there's more excitement in Lubbock about tech football kicking off this year than I can remember in, in a long time. And a lot of that has to do with Joey McGuire. And also, you know, the quarterback battle you mentioned, it is very much a three-way battle uh, between Tyler Shuck, Donovan Smith, and Baron Morton. Um, you know, from what I see, I feel like it's Tyler Shuck. I, I felt like that since, you know, the beginning of spring ball throughout. But uh, the scrimmages have been closed. According to Coach McGuire, Baron Morton has been very good in the scrimmages. Uh, and then you have Donovan Smith, who brings you a power running element, who could also sling it, and won big games as a starter against Iowa State late last year, and then uh, really dismantled Mississippi State in the bowl game. Uh, had a great game, and uh, has all those leadership qualities. So it's it it truly is. This is the first true quarterback battle I've covered at Texas Tech. Um, there's been other ones that the coaches have kind of. Uh, promoted or mentioned to kind of create competition and all that. But this is the first true one. I I know a lot of people say this, but I really like all three quarterbacks. I think Texas Tech can win with all three quarterbacks. Um, they all can run. They all have big arms. They all have all those leadership qualities. I think they all are coaches' sons too. So uh, it's it really is an interesting battle. I think um, – with Zach Kitley, the offensive coordinator coming in and, uh, you know, a derivative of the air raid, at least, if not, you know, purely like a Mike Leach air raid, it's, it's exciting. There's a lot of excitement around the offense, not just the offense, but uh, Texas Tech football and certainly the, the quarterback battle, which I think is going to be announced. Uh, the starter, McGuire, stated he wants to know going into next week or he wants to announce. He says somebody is – he said earlier this week – after practice that somebody has grabbed it. Um, the, he promised that they'd give uh, all three quarterbacks two scrimmages in fall camp. The second one is this Saturday. There's a media availability right after the scrimmage Saturday, so maybe he'll announce it then. But if not by then, uh, early next week. All right, so I think back to last year, Tyler Shuck got the job, got hurt early. But this is a guy, and I know that these NFL mock drafts, Jared, like are – I don't want to say meaningless, but it's very much speculative. Tyler Shook was a guy who some people had as a first-round NFL draft grade guy going into the last season. Um, was that warranted? Has he shown any flashes of that guy? Because it would seem to me if you have a guy who's an NFL draft first-round pick, he's not in a quarterback battle two weeks before the season. So what is that all about? Yeah, well, he's 6'5", 230, and he has – a great arm. I mean, when you watch him in practice, you know, uh, against air, I mean, he never makes a bad throw. I mean, really, I, I think maybe once, uh, in, in, at least in that capacity, uh, 
through all the – I think I've been to like 22 practices this offseason, and I think I've seen one bad throw when it was just like air, you know, which, of course, that's not football. There's a lot more to it than that. But uh, he has just a great arm, the best arm I've seen since Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and that's, that's easy to say. Uh, so where does he struggle? He can run. Well, uh, for one, he, he does have some experience, but he doesn't have a ton of experience. I think um, there are times in the pocket he rushes. And, you know, Coach McGuire said recently, whoever, like all three have excelled, all three have, have produced explosive plays, including Tyler Shuck, but it's whoever's going to make, uh, whoever's not going to make the big mistake. And for, I think too much emphasis is put on spring games. But, for example, he had two interceptions in the spring game. One on the very first play, which was a pick six, and then uh, later in the scrimmage or spring game, he, he, they were inside the five, and, and he threw an interception. So, I mean, that's that's a problem. you got to take care of the football. So, while he's accurate, he has a big arm, he can run, uh, great leadership qualities, no doubt. Uh, he does make mistakes. You yeah. Know? So, and they, they can't have that. It'll cost you football games. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Jared Johnson inside the Red Raiders is joining us here on the show. So, Jared, all the attention obviously is on the uh, quarterback battle, but what else has been happening uh, in Lubbock that maybe the rest of the Big 12 isn't following when it comes to this team this year, battles to watch, and what maybe is exceeding expectations as well? Sure. All right. Well, in terms of other battles, offensive line, I mean, everybody talks about the quarterbacks, and understandably so, but I really do feel good about all three of them. So, to me, that's – while it's good for headlines, honestly, it's good for clicks, all that stuff, what I'm really concerned about or focused on in terms of position battles is the offensive line. Um, they, there's a competition going on uh, at center, at the guard spots, right tackle. I mean, really, right now, the only guy I know for sure is going to start on the offensive line is Caleb Rogers, and he's a returning starter. I think Weston Wright is going to start at one of the other guards. He started for a couple years as well. Um, they brought in Cade Briggs from New Mexico. I think, uh, he's probably going to be the center, but, uh, you know, there is some competition there with a former walk-on who I, he really came from nowhere, uh, for, to me. And that's, um, I'm sorry, I forgot his name here. Dennis Wilburn. Mm -hmm. He's six, three, 325 pounds. He's a monster. He's been good. Uh, but then, uh, Landon Peterson's a guy who's kind of developed in the program. He's from out here, Odessa Permian of uh, Friday Night Lights fame and all that. Um, he's cycling in at right guard. Then they brought in some guys from big programs as transfers, Ty Buchanan from USC and Monroe Mills from Oklahoma State. I think Monroe Mills uh, is is leading that at right tackle but because uh, Ty Buchanan's missed some time due to a minor injury. But uh, you know, there's a lot of questions on the offensive line. And Coach McGuire has made no bones about it all offseason that that is going to be the key to the season. I think a lot of people look, understandably so, at Tech's defense and wonder, but they bring back a lot of veteran guys who played well at the end of last year. I, I, I really like Tim DeRuiter, the defensive coordinator. He's a proven guy. I like what he's doing with the personnel. But in terms of position battles, offensive line is the key. And one guy, though, you did say, like, who would be a surprise, and he's been the biggest surprise of fall camp for me, has been Kosai Eldridge at inside linebacker. He's been, a, like, a backup outside linebacker, safety hybrid for most of his time here. He came in uh, small, uh, very small, like 205 pounds. He's up to 235. 
Uh, he's fast. He's athletic. He's made a lot of plays, come up with a lot of turnovers in spring. I think he may have worked his way into a, a starting spot at inside linebacker. Uh, he was a star at Denton Ryan, but always undersized, uh, which is a pretty big program down here in Texas in the Metroplex. And, uh, you know, went junior college route, small school, has, has really developed. And now I think he's ready to have a breakout season. I think he could be one of the better players on, on Tech's defense this upcoming season. Wow. How about that? So, Joey McGuire, you talked earlier in the conversation, Jared, about the hype. Uh, the excitement, how you haven't really felt this excitement covering Tech in in years. How about producing that in the wins? I mean, what are expectations this yeah. year for Joy McGuire? I, I I think that he's deserves based on where this program has been I mean, several years, multiple years to kind of get this thing where he wants it to be. But I, like, if he doesn't get a bowl game this year, is that going to be a disappointment, or is that an understanding that we're in year one of a rebuild and the schedule is not easy either? No. It's not. You look at all the rankings, like twenty four seven sports. Of course, who I you know work for. I'm part of the, uh, my site's part of the network. Uh, I think they were seventh, the seventh most difficult uh, schedule mm-hmm. in in the country, or somewhere in there. They were in the rankings. You know, um, you got Murray State at home, which of course you should win that. Or what we're we talking about. You got Houston at home. Now Tech has won the last four matchups against Houston. Um, they beat them in imp- impressive fashion in Houston. Uh, last year, but you know Houston's a good team. I think they reeled off like ten wins or something like that in a row after that that loss to Tech to open the season last year. So uh, it's not going to be easy. That's not a gimme. When you go to NC State, is you know has a good quarterback, uh, good returning team. It's at NC State. That's that's a tough game. Uh, that's your non-conference. That's a tough non-conference schedule. Yep. And then you open up Big Twelve play with Texas at home. Uh, you go to Kansas State and you go to Oklahoma State before you you get to a bye. So those first six games, the really w- way I'm looking at it, and of course the coaches take it game a game, but I'm looking at it in that first half of the season before you get a bye. If they can split that, I think they have a good chance of going to a bowl. Now Coach McGuire and the team they expect to go to the Big Twelve Championship. I completely understand that. That's what you. That's how you got to be. For me. I'm really looking at six or seven regular season wins, and then you know who knows what happens in the bowl game. Uh, it, it, here's the thing: I mean, Jared, if you get if you split those first six, that's enormous because that is a yeah. brutal part of the schedule. I mean, you mentioned Houston and NC State and Oklahoma State. You've got half your games against top twenty-five teams in the preseason, and that doesn't include uh, Texas, which we know Texas always underachieves, but you know it's still a team loaded with talent. Um, I, you know, there's one, there's one guaranteed win here, right? Murray state, the rest of them are up for grabs. Yep. Even Kansas later in the schedule, I, you should win that game. I understand that, Mm -hmm. but I like what their coach is doing. They played better last year. Uh, you know, they're still years away. That program has been so buried, uh, you know, from previous coaches before, uh, going back to, you know, Charlie Weiss really buried that program with some of his recruiting, but, uh, I like what he's doing. Yeah. He, he brings them to play. So if they don't, you know, if you don't show up against Kansas, they'll beat you. They've, I, you know, I really believe that. So I expect them to win that game. Yes. Am I, if I look at it, do I count that as a win? Absolutely. But I mean, it's not a given. Uh, so you got Baylor, Oklahoma, all those teams uh, in, in the second half. But I think, I, I think they're winnable. I mean, Tech played Baylor tough. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, like with TCU's. Uh, new coaching staff as well. The thing about Joey McGuire and a lot of his staff is like, I've known these guys for over a decade. 
I covered them uh, at, I was at the high school ranks, but I covered them before and I know what kind of teams they field and I know what they get out of the players. And so there's a feeling of uh, expectation from me as opposed to like Matt Wells, where I barely knew of his existence when he came in to be quite honest. So I know what these guys are capable of. Um, I know these players that I've been watching in practice and interviewing and all that, I mean, most of them I've known for five, six, seven years now uh, through the recruiting. You know, I, you know, it's not – it's genuine how they've responded to Coach McGuire. Now, how many wins, you know, comes from that, we'll have to see. But this team has more talent, has more depth. I feel good about the quarterback position. My big again, I go back to the offensive line. If they can come together and and play well, I think Tech's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be one of the better seasons we've seen in a while. I, will they win uh, seven or eight games? You know, I don't know. There's a lot, there's some luck involved and all that, but uh, it's it's a really tough schedule. But uh, the what you see from Coach McGuire is legit. It, it mm-hmm. is. It's not window dressing. It's not. Um, just for show it's it's legit relationships doing things the right way all all those things that build to hopefully ultimately more wins right yeah no doubt about it so what's the biggest weakness right now on this team yeah offensive line and then i would say cornerback they have some good players they have some good returning players their safety play i think is going to be stellar i mean i uh, Marquise Waters was a great player at Duke. He got hurt last year uh, early, got a medical shirt, got to come back. But he was a, basically an all-ACC player at Duke for multiple years, three-year starter at Duke before coming over. He's going to play a hybrid position. Uh, Dadrian Taylor Dimerson is, uh, they call him Rabbit. I think he's an all-Big 12 caliber type player. Uh, and then Reggie Pearson started for uh, Wisconsin as a redshirt freshman that went to the Rose Bowl and is a very physical player, was really good when healthy last year. So those three guys are going to play on the field at the same time, and that's a real strength. A lot of veterans at defensive line, too, coming in that I really like. Tyree Wilson could be one of the best edge rushers uh, at Tech scene in a long time. It's just cornerback. If they have a couple of injuries, you start playing freshman, and that's that's a problem. Uh so that's something to watch in offensive line. Those are your two biggest weaknesses right now. What about the Big 12 top to bottom? How do you view this league in terms of what this season's going to look like across the conference? I mean, there's a lot of questions, right? I mean, if you just step back and look at it with all the new coaching staff, I mean, you got to like Baylor, the program uh, they've built there, and Dave Aranda. I mean, I, uh, winning the Big 12 championship, uh, I think they have a good quarterback there, just a good overall culture and program. Oklahoma still Oklahoma. I know, again, you know, new staff. Uh, we'll have to see how Venables is as a, as a head coach. I know they've had some drama and all that, but they still have a lot of talent. Texas, I'm at the point with Texas where I'll believe it when I see it. Yep. You know, I mean, they crushed Tech last year, but they didn't go to a bowl game. Uh, they have a ton of talent, um, but can they put it all together? All, all that. I just – We'll have to see with with Texas, Oklahoma State. Hey, Gundy, he has them rolling. I mean, I expect them to win at least nine or ten games again. They're going to be good, you know. Um, TCU, I re- who knows, <laughs> who who knows, you know. Uh, like I said, and then Kansas State. They're still to me. They just seem like Kansas State. Uh, you know, that's the best compliment I could give Chris Kleiman is that I, I feel like they've retained that hard nosed physical culture that's going to play good specials great special teams run the ball of course they have a great running back 
and they're going to play defense and get after you. So I, I, they're still Kansas State, and, Te- and Kansas State has owned Tech. Even some bad Kansas State teams have, have beaten Tech uh, over, over the last couple of years. So, I mean, you just look across Iowa State. I, I mentioned them. You know, I know they had kind of a down year for them last year, but uh, uh, great coach, great culture. I expect them to be tough. I mean, so it's really – it's hard to say if I, I picked Oklahoma to win just because they have the most talent, um, you know, pre, in a, my preseason ballot. But what a great year, I think, in terms of parity. Uh, I think we're going to see some good football. I think it's going to be back to more physical smash mouth football rather than just airing it out like we saw five years ago. Yep. I think it's going to be a fun season. I do, too, as, as well. No doubt about it. Jared Johnson inside the Red Raiders. Check him out for everything Texas Tech. Jared, great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, I always love being on the show anytime, Pete. Thanks. Final few minutes on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It is uh, always good to be here with you. So uh, we know the quarterback position drives college football, right? I mean, it drives football in general. You got to have the quarterback to get yourself into a place where you feel like you can compete in your conference, in the sport, college, NFL, doesn't much matter. You got to have the quarterback in line. Well, if there's a guy that I'm watching in the Big 12 – where I'm saying, if this thing clicks, this team goes from, all right, worthy of a conversation to legitimate competitor, it's Kansas State. All right? There's no, it is the Kansas State Wildcats. If Adrian Martinez cuts down on the turnovers, if Adrian Martinez becomes the guy that he can be, moving from Nebraska to Kansas State, Uh, Got his girlfriend there, new scenery, kind of none of that baggage from the Nebraska days and the Nebraska fans. If this thing just, and he just connects with Colin Klein, man, oh man, suddenly Kansas State becomes a legitimate threat in the Big 12. We already know what the talent is around that team, Uh, both sides of the ball, you know the names very well, but... Adrian Martinez is a guy who's had plenty of ups and downs. His athleticism is through the roof. He's with a new coordinator in Colin Klein. And I believe that those abilities can be utilized the right way and that can click. If you think about what Colin Klein can do and how creative he can be with Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn, uh, that, that takes things to a new level for the Kansas State Wildcats. That takes this offense to a place that it hasn't been in several years. From a creativity perspective, from an explosion perspective, it does all of that. And it was weird, you know, I I think I mentioned on the show the Athlon Sports Anonymous Big 12 coaches comments that always um, get released each summer. There are coaches in the Big 12 who, uh, let's just put it this way, appear to be surprised that K-State moved on from Courtney Messingham at offensive coordinator. You know what I think that's all about? I think that's coaches being like, oh, man, why'd they get rid of Courtney? We love scheming against Courtney. That was never interesting. No offense, but it wasn't. But you had anonymous coaches saying about K-State moving on from Courtney Messingham, like one coach said, I don't know why they moved away from Messingham. The scheme didn't really seem like a problem. That's a surprise move. A lot of people were surprised by that because they were really close. Stop. That's a Big 12 coach who's ticked off he can't scheme against Courtney Messingham anymore. That's what that is. All right? that's, that's what's going on there. So I look at uh, Adrian Martinez where if it just clicks, 
that changes the name of the game in the Big 12, and it changes the hierarchy in this league, and it changes uh, the expectations for this team. The other one is JT Daniels. If JT Daniels becomes the four- to five-star prospect he was and the expectations have been for him the years and he stays healthy, then the Mountaineers suddenly make a jump from what I believe to be probably five, six wins to maybe, um, you know, eight or more wins. Those are the two that I'm watching that can dramatically change uh, this season for their respective teams based on what the expectations are right now and where they can be moving forward. Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. It's always good to be with you. If you're on the podcast, leave that rating and review. Leave me a, a rating and review. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. On the radio show, we love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Same time, same place. Take care.